This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of News Laundry Hafta. I'm Abhinandan Sekhri. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Today we have a guest who is the CEO of Swaraj magazine, Prasanna Vishwanathan. Hi Prasanna. Hi uh, Abhinandan and all the rest of you there in Delhi. Uh, good evening to all of you. We have Anand. Hello. And Manisha. Hello. Arunab. Hi. And Madhu couldn't join us because the Delhi ki sardi has got her uh, quickly. Uh, before we get on to the hafta, I just like to plug uh, other fortnightly podcast, Global Summits, Where Are We Going? In collaboration with Biraj Swain. In this podcast, we cut through the jargon and break down developmental summits for you with experts and commentators from around the world. Also, uh, News Laundry Hafta is available on SoundCloud. Uh, support News Laundry. Click on I pay to keep news free on www.newslaundry.com and pay to keep news independent. Also, we have a collaboration with uh, a French newscaster uh, for the latest from France. So you can check out newslaundry.com for that as well. So let's get straight into it. Uh, Prasanna, CEO of Swaraj Magazine, was actually an IT professional till two years ago. Is that right, Prasanna? Yeah, I mean, till last year. Yeah. Till last year? Oh, my God. And now he's CEO of Swaraj magazine. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's more fun, yeah? Uh, do you do you consider yourself a journalist? Because uh, that's one thing I keep having to explain that I'm not a journalist. How how do people perceive you? What are you? You're the CEO of, of Swaraj magazine. Does that make yeah, you no, what? Uh, no, basically no. I don't have any uh, journalistic background per se. So I used to run a group blog along with a group of friends. Uh, which used to be, uh, you know, pretty popular in the internet, focusing on politics, society, economics, culture, and all that. And then, you know, slowly uh, we kind of uh, decided to do it on a full-time basis, and then we decided to revive the Swarajya magazine, which was uh, founded by Raj Gopalachari. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was the first magazine that basically, you know, stood for freedom of enterprise, you know, took on the state socialism and... Uh, uh, you know, was pretty unapologetic about India's uh, civilizational heritage. Right. So it kind of fitted with our ethos. So, you know, we decided to revive the magazine both in print and digital format. Hmm. And it's been on for the last year and so far so good. So, you, uh, uh, Rajaji was, of course, a giant uh, in, uh, in Indian political history. Now, I was just reading uh, 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 an intro of yours where... Uh, Tell me if you, this is accurate. Is this how you would describe yourself? You are right of center liberal magazine, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what we seek to be, though, you know, we recognize that uh, there are several uh, ideological substrands within the larger right of center space. So, you know, we kind of uh, hope to demonstrate that. Right. Uh, anyone has any questions before yeah, I shoot uh, my hi, next hi, question? Prasa- hi, Prasanna. Anand here. Uh, hey, Anand. Yeah, and uh, very nice to know Swaraj is doing very well. Uh, but I'd like to ask you a, a, a question on a different front. How, uh, how different do you think uh, this Modi Sarkar has been from the values and ethos of Rajaji? Uh, see, uh, uh, if you really look at uh, the Swatantra Party and the Jansang relationship, uh, you know, even at, at those times, uh, they were electoral allies, you know, they, they, they fought elections together largely. I mean, in fact, uh, I think at least three, four elections, they were very, very close allies. So, you know, there was a lot of uh, ideological op- uh, overlap between uh, the Jansang, which is the predecessor of uh, BJP as a political force, and uh, 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 what do you call, uh, uh, and Swatantra Party of Rajaji. But certainly, you know, the uh, Swatantra, uh, the Swatantra Party had more emphasis on uh, taking on the, uh, you know, the state socialism and Indira Gandhi's, you know, what we learnt later clearly know the destructive economic policies of the Indira Gandhi in terms of the bank nationalization and, you know, the massive expansion of state. Right. So, uh, it had a very strong economic focus. Yeah, uh, I mean, Prasanna, uh, what I wanted to ask was that, I mean, during... Uh, during the election, uh, pre-election uh, campaign for the Lok Sabha 2014, uh, you know, I, I, it was mostly um, not the cultural uh, change that uh, you know 
Narendra Modi said he's going to, he wants to bring about, but it was mostly economic change and his two slogans of maximum governance, minimum government, and the government has no business to be in business. So he talked the language of Rajaji. Uh, and, and what has happened now, I mean, increasingly what I find is that he's kind of almost discarded the values of Swatantrata, uh, Swatantra Party and Rajaji and actually is taken on or is being prodded or, and governed by RSS. So, uh, I mean, th no, that was I my... Think, uh, yeah. uh, Ranga, I have a small difference of opinion here. Sure, sure. I mean, I just wanted to, clear, uh, you know, probably, I mean, I, I'm not defending the position, but, you know, I'm just sure. looking, at, looking at, you know, how to respond to your question. The first thing is that, you know, to be fair to the current dispensation, despite all the criticism, I don't think so. They have done anything, you know, I'm not uh, making it as a criticism or something, but I certainly think that even unlike even the NDA regime of Mr. Vajpayee, this government of Modi has not done anything concrete or worthwhile that can be deemed as, you know, advancing the cultural agenda of the, uh, I mean, you know, the Hindutva or any, any cultural agenda that is, you know, very dear to the base. That is the reality. But, you know, but they have completely lost the narrative in the sense that because of uh, probably the amplification of the, the, what we call as the fringe voices, uh, it somehow has created an impression that, you know, their focus on, uh, uh, you know, uh, economic narrative is not there and it's pretty much uh, the entire agenda is steered by the Hindutva. But if you honestly look at, you know, the, all the issues dear to the, quote, unquote, the cultural right, nothing, there has not been even a significant uh, tentative step on it, okay, one. And in terms of even the minimum government, maximum governance philosophy, there is a tendency, you know, of uh, the current day commentators to even conceptualize as if Swatantra was the was a kind of a Milton Friedman meets uh, uh, you know uh, civilizational uh, heritage type of a party you know which was not true in the sense obviously uh, Swatantra stood against the uh, massive expansion of the Nehruvian state and you know the disdain and the entry I mean, actually the Nehruvian and the Indira Gandhi economic policy had a disdain for entrepreneurship. You know, Nehru uh, was actually, and later Indira Gandhi was actually, you know, uh, despised entrepreneurship. You know, the, other, than, other than those big businessmen who used to be traditionally funding the Congress party, the small businesses were hated upon and despised upon, okay? And Rajaji was not a traditional, I mean, you know, as we understand the economic libertarian in the U.S. sense of the term, you know, who... Uh, just advocated that, um, uh, uh, you know, the state needs to be completely dismantled and all that. So, so there is a certain uh, uh, misunderstanding that, you know, that way. And if you even really look at Modi's government, uh, obviously, unlike a Thatcher or a Reagan, where there was certainly a conscious attempt to dismantle the larger state, obviously, he's not done anything as dramatic, uh, which I think he will do certainly uh, just a matter of timing. But he's not expanded the state, certainly. You know, you, don't, you have not seen any new legislations or new uh, institutions which expand the state coming up in the last one and a half years. You know, you don't have a... Well, there, is the, there is the Ministry of Culture of and Ayush. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I don't think that's entirely accurate. Actually, we'll just come to a bunch I, of... I, if things. I may just add, I mean, I, I get your point, Vishy, but I add, I think the state was already so expanded at the point scope. was he should have contracted it. So, you know, if he's not contracted it, it actually means that he's, you know, maintaining the status actually, quo. Actually, we'll That's come what I through a few of these. Uh, Manisha, anything? I, uh, yeah, actually, I, I wanted to... Hmm. Oh. No, 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 you I can share or ask. Sure, to sure. He, um, I, I want to ask Prasanna. Actually, I reported on you guys right yeah, yeah, before yeah, you yeah, guys had launched. Thank you. That was a very... That was a great story and... Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, so, we did um, a story just before we launched. We didn't get a check. Yeah, what the hell, Prasanna? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in fact, so I had read the first paper that was the launch edition of 1956 in which Rajagopala Achari had written a piece uh, called Value of Frank Criticism, where he said great governments benefit by criticism, without which they are bound to deteriorate in self-complacency and unchecked self-will. So is that, does that drive you guys also in your newsroom? Do you think it's important to criticize the current government? Absolutely. See, I mean, my, my entire contention has been, and this is something, you know, some, some of our, uh, you know, a lot of our editorial team members, including Mr. Uh, Jagannathan and Mr. Sandeepan Dev, uh, would believe, is that the government needs to be panned and criticized, but not for the reasons that they have been 
expand and criticize, you know, like for example, uh, like the point that Anand said, there might be a certainly, though I don't subscribe to it, but there might be a certainly a case, uh, case that the, uh, the progress of the reforms, quote unquote, the reforms has been lackadaisical and government has not done enough, uh, enough in terms of, you know, uh, the rhetoric has not, uh, the action has not matched the rhetoric. So there is enough and more grounds to criticize, val make a valid, strong criticism against the government. But unfortunately, I think the, the, the nature of the criticism has not been uh, very useful for government to make any course corrections. I'm, I'm talking about the larger mainstream media. And from Swarajya, you know, we certainly subscribe to our uh, founder's philosophy that, you know, the value of criticism is very important. And we've been carrying uh, several scathing articles that have been critical of the government. But, but you know, we have not been scathing and critical of the government in the way in which the rest of the mainstream media has been, you know. We've been critical of the government by measuring up to the values that we think a government should be advancing. Okay, so that so that that is the fundamental difference, you know, that I would like to emphasize. That uh, we've been doing a very valid and deserving criticism of the government, rather than you know uh, catering to the right. populist criticism of the government. You you don't trash Modi the way I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you don't do the Naxal on him. You know, that's the problem. Uh, anyway, we have Arunab here, our other in-house Naxal, uh, who, has a, who has a question for you as well. Sorry, did you we, say another in-house Naxal? Another, <laughs> before we get on to the rest of the news of the week, yeah, uh, Arunab? I, I suppose, I mean, Anand pretty much asked uh, what I wanted to ask. So I don't think I have a very uh, specific question. Hmm. I think we should we could probably uh, Okay, I just on have one it. more question. Uh, two th things that I just wanted to disagree one was, uh, I don't think um, this government has not tried to expand on its cultural agenda. I think the Haryana government's legislation on beef and their big ads about what increasing it from 10 years to 14. How many years is it now? It's, it was seven. It's, yeah. It's, in fact, it's more for that than it is for rape. Uh, and the vigor with which they have gone out advertising that, I think is very clear, it's in black and white, it's not even a question of opinion. No, uh, uh, Abhinandan, just if you could allow me to just make a small point. Sure. These legislations in states like Haryana, Himachal Pradesh, right, yeah. have, have had largely bipartisan support, okay? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it's not a whataboutry, which is, which is now a very famous uh, term that is being used, used often in uh, uh, social media. Mm -hmm. But if you really look at states like Himachal Pradesh, Haryana, all these legislations have been passed with bipartisan support of all the major political parties. Like if you take... Maybe so, take just, ju just like socialism was our national credo, it had bipartisan support. So, uh, I mean, that's a, what I'm saying is if one wants the same old, then one says it is the same old. One doesn't pretend it's anything else. And the second bit was that I agree in, uh, you know, Indira Gandhi's time, entrepreneurship was wasn't at all encouraged. Uh, now it is way more. I think it is still way less than what it should be. But to say they despised it is, I think, I don't know what their personal you know, views on this were. It's like, I mean, I don't know whether you know, anyone right now personally despises minorities or not, but I can only talk about what the, I mean, I don't know what their personal views on entrepreneurship was, but I do think that while I think socialism in the classical sense has been uh, responsible for a lot of ills of our country, I do think that the free marketeers tend to oversee that A, Someone like Pakistan, who was way more open in their earlier years than us, what happened to them? You cannot, markets work in a level playing field. They work in a, for markets to work, a just society is the ether it swims in. Like for example, market reforms without economic, uh, 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 without judicial reforms, I think is hugely misplaced. Now it's still better. For example, in the US, why the markets work is that a 79 year old woman can take McDonald's to the cleaners for $6 million for serving her coffee that burnt her tongue. Here, I can't take on an Ambani, he'll bloody crush me. And you know, you know that. Uh, forget no, no, me, he'll no, crush anyone. No. So, yeah, so, see, so I, think, I think while in Nehru's time, I don't think there were too many options on the table. That's all I'm saying. We couldn't have had the free market, you know, th that whole thing that we want to celebrate. It wasn't possible. America would come and eat us up. Absolutely, absolutely. See, and in fact, in fact you, I mean, uh, some of the uh, economic right wing, you know, probably the people who are like unabashed uh, free market, uh, you know, ideologues, their disappointment with Modi uh, is, is, you know, according to me, a bit of, uh, uh, you know, bit uh, 
uh, over the top in the sense, you know, Modi has, uh, I mean, obviously there have been some rhetorical uh, uh, statements that he's made in terms of the minimum government and maximum governance. But I think... But that lobby will never be happy. Oh, excuse no me, that, that was rhetorical? <laughs> <laughs> Come it? on. No, but I, I agree with Prasanna that that lobby will never be happy. You give them the world on a platter, they'll still won't be happy because they are no, from no, that. No, no. So, so I think they've been, uh, they've been, you know, trying to project their own uh, pet theories on uh, uh, Modi. Obviously, obviously, you know, Modi is not a hundred percent uh, uh, free market ideologue as a as a as a person, you know, who's come through the ranks of the chief minister and you know, as also probably somebody from the Sung, who's 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 you know, who might have been in touch with the crushing poverty and other realities. I think like. I think he he's a person who's more focused on uh, efficient state rather than you know completely dismantling the state. Okay, so uh, uh, I think there is a certain degree of conversion between Modi's worldview and the free marketers, but I don't think so. Uh, you know, like if the if the free marketers think that it is that I mean Modi kind of sold some uh, uh, snake oil to them and tried to project uh, pass himself as a as a free marketer and now he's uh, changing tunes. I think that is a very unfair criticism of Modi, even even in his run-up to the campaign, I think he's been pretty consistent and clear on his uh, uh, economic messaging. I mean, you know, obviously in Indian elections, you don't pin down uh, the uh, yeah, political on, on parties on policy. specific uh, economic agenda, but you know, the larger sensibility never conveyed that, you know, Modi was a, uh, you know, a, a kind of a person like uh, Margaret Thatcher who's going to, you know, uh, uh, show the road to serve them and say that this is my... Uh, this is the book that I'm going to follow my policies on. You know, he he, he wasn't he wasn't never that person that uh, economic marketers tried to make him out to be. Right. That's true, actually. Yeah. And before election, I mean, sabka saath, sabka okay. vikas. We have right. a few more questions. I mean, I have actually for you specifically about Swaraj. But before we you know get completely into that, um, Manisha, Anand, Aruna, just share with us what you thought. And you also uh, please come in, uh, Prasanna, on uh, this last week in the news. What was great? What was yeah, sure. terrible? Yeah, what yeah, was Horrible. Um, who wants to go first? You want to share with our viewers what you liked or really detested? I think the whole, uh, sorry if I can just start first, was uh, obviously the news was dominated by the Paris attack. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, subsequently, uh, you know, the attacks of all the police raids of yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think yet again, the whole cycle uh, that uh, started uh, during the Charlie Hebdo sequence in, uh, was it February or March? I can't remember. Was it, uh, you know, it started again about Islam and how, uh, uh, you know, whether it is a virulent um, uh, form of uh, virulent ideology that is uh, springing up these, uh, you know, people, terrorists and all that. So January 2015. January 15, yes. yeah, 2015. Early yeah. this year, Charlie Hebdo. So I, I think this debate kind of, it's, it's one of those weird things. I think the more you debate it, <laughs> the, the lesser you seem to know, because I think the positions are so entrenched uh, between the people who are, um, uh, you know, uh, religious people or who believe that Islam is peaceful, as against those who, uh, who want to say that, no, you know, religion hardly ever no, I is. I think there are a number of people uh, who walk the middle line. But what do you think of the coverage? Do you thought the coverage was, uh, like, you know, a lot of people were trashing Indian media, see how dignified their coverage is and how over-the-top ours is. I mean... Any comments on the coverage? I think the coverage has been completely blanket coverage. I mean, in BBC even now, I mean, the last whole one week, except for surprise, I mean, I don't know, the Al Jazeera is not blanket Absolutely. coverage. You know, yesterday I was even watching... Even on the day, even on, I was watching news yes. on uh, late Friday evening. Uh, that's around four in, the, uh, four in the morning on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it happened. And uh, Al Jazeera was surprisingly, I mean, that's the go-to channel normally. Al Jazeera was surprisingly not, you know, it wasn't the only covering... Uh, uh, Perhaps, I don't know, I mean, that's, now, that's I perhaps... Know, just the funny thing is, now, because of that, now every time I'm watching BBC, every two minutes I switch to Al Jazeera to see what's going on, and it's a different program. Are they covering more on Beirut and Baghdad? No. No, 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 no. they're just they're going just programming. They're just doing going their about their... They're just doing their news. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose, I mean, most of us, uh, you know, stuck to watching the, watching international news channels, so I don't know... But I suppose, I, I think one thing I noticed, uh, uh, which is, I suppose, a, a, a cultural phenomena. Uh, you know, uh, Arnav's again going, gone nuts since yesterday. He said, we, we, we've beaten even the, uh, even the international, four, international channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said that. He's gone completely over the he's, top. He's I gone completely over. Arnav's left the reality behind. Hmm. 
सो वाई आई थिंक इट्स अ कल्चरल फिनोमिना इज दैट यू नो बिकॉज आज इंडिया टूडे टी वी यू नो ऑन सैटरडे एट अराउंड वन इन द आफ्टरनून इन दैटर टाइम से द वी द फर्स्ट इंडियन चैनल टू बी यू नो रिपोर्टिंग फ्राम ऑन रिपोर्टिंग फ्राम पैरिस विच इज फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल यू नो द क्लेम वॉज रॉन्ग बिकॉज नूपुर हैज बिन रिपोर्टिंग ऑल्सो आई मीन आई थिंक दैट Nupur Tiwari from NDTV. Nupur Tiwari from NDTV. Also, I think that whole pressure—I don't know—I don't know if the pressure is the right word—but that whole desire to be f- fast and you know the first is—I think I don't know—I don't think it's—I think it's a very Indian thing, you know. No, it's not an Indian thing. I think Madhu said in news, if you're not first, but, you're not that. That's true the world over. I don't think it's great no, all but, the time. No, but, I, but, but, no, but of, of course, I'm, that's unsaid. I mean, if, you, if you're doing television, you have to be there to break news, but. to you know spell but it out these constant claims but on the, television but to make, make constant claims you know because that's part of your job you it's know it's not unique to india though i didn't say anyone saying we the first to be reported i don't think france maybe 24. not yet but i remember seeing the over the top way in which we do it is i think unique to india i think there's the usual exclusives and we bring you this live blah 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 in western channels also but this constant like every 5 minute we've broken the story or we've got it for you or we've you've done it faster you've seen it i i haven't i watched <coughs> kind of a fair amount of uh, you know uh, international new channels last week i mean you heard it i don't hear statements like you heard it first on uh, not anymore <laughs> but till about 8 years ago i remember cnn used to have this one promo that they used to run which was cut from in the first war i mean that's that's when i was in college and cable tv had just come in in 1992 uh and that was the first war people saw live and i, I remember shortly after that four five years after that uh cnn had a promo that they used to run where they had clinton saying nobody knew till they saw it on cnn and some other world leader saying and then they had this promo that you saw the gulf war live first on cnn so even they did it they may not do it anymore karte to sab hai but uh, just uh, i thought the isis documentary that ibn ran which is a vice yes. documentary it's done by vice and it's produced executive producer is bilma who i love that was a fantastic documentary yeah that's a fantastic documentary was it the one yeah with zakaria yesterday I saw one documentary by Farid Zakaria. No, this is a, a Vice documentary on ISIS, and it's is it and two this, episode. And uh, this lady filmmaker, she's gone, you know, Belgium to. But what I found amazing about that was there is a radicalized youth in Belgium saying that my relatives have gone, and it's just a question of time that I will go too. And his face wasn't blanked out. Well, I thought what he was saying was dastardly, was horrible. I mean, how can you support something like that? But the fact that he's unafraid to. share that view and show his face says a lot about a society you see what But is if happening you just now i mean about mm. these attacks and uh, the strange thing is that what is worrying europeans is that uh, you know a lot of the attackers or terrorists are actually home grown exactly mm. they europeans in 911 you know <coughs> they were outsiders who did this you know so you kind of insulated but when it's your own who do this it's very difficult to reconcile this fact in your mind because you are constantly thinking the other fact which is what have i done wrong that you know these people this have this documentary so actually addresses a lot of that very interesting must watch it ha huh? in think? fact if you read the profile of the mastermind uh, behind the paris attacks uh, his name is abil hamid aboud who's uh, french grew up in belgium recruited his 13 year old brother he left for syria uh, and he had this really disturbing history I mean, he was already he was into drugs he was school bullying yeah and uh, also caught in petty thefts and then finally left for syria so coming back to your initial question about islam being radical or whatever or being a violent religion or i think there was already this at least in this case there seems to be have been a history of troubled young people then finding their motive in this one crazy interpretation of religion. your view prasanna you jump in your awfully quiet no 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 i'm i'm all ears did you did you see any great coverage or terrible coverage that you would like to comment on that you would like no i think uh, i've kind of become pretty uh, you know cynical in terms of uh, like i think like someone said the positions are so fairly entrenched that you know uh, you you pretty much know uh, uh, what is going to be the narrative from uh, the different uh, ideological you know positions it's it's pretty predictable and you know there's a outrage cycle and then it kind of uh, uh, festers for a couple of weeks and then obviously uh, life goes on you know so so that way again i think i particularly other than probably one good piece in atlantic which kind of uh, i mean atlantic is a kind of uh, you know it's not an uh, it's a very interesting publication mm. so there's one long form that i read in atlantic uh, on is 
uh, in terms of its uh, uh, which which was the only thing pretty much uh, insightful that i could read uh, 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 the aftermath of the yeah uh, another friend of mine also suggested that i haven't read it but i believe it's yeah, pretty it good was, it was a it was a fantastic uh, long form which was uh, you know typically the um, the politically correct uh, liberal us position tends to be uh, timid and defense and you know very uh, uh, you know not uh, uh, you uh, being like very conscious of not making uh, generalizations and uh, you know deal with abstraction and all that but this article was very uncharacteristically hard hitting and uh, located the uh, inspiration of is in the uh, you know in the uh, in the religious textbooks and i mean you know like yeah, how I how is um, as islamic as it can get and in fact you know that was quite surprising for a us liberal publication to you know probably breach that line but obviously i think lines were certainly crossed in paris like it was crossed in mumbai and other when people. it comes to sorry to talk on the western liberal point of view i i see a lot of people sharing a video of reza aslan yeah. it's an old video no, when he went against bilma uh, and i had written a piece on this as well on why i agree with bilma and there what uh, anand's point and also which prasanna was saying that you know people have such entrenched positions that they will just take that for face value and use that as an argument to prove their point that uh, islam isn't a, you know a religion that maybe propagates violence now i personally do think there is a problem i mean all religions are the same so this equivalence that people draw that a religion is a religion and that's how rizaslan starts that it's just a religion i think he has a cute face and he speaks well so a lot of people kind of let get carried away by that and i'm looking at manisha that say that that oh he's making sense honestly i think rajasthan makes very little sense even the last time when he was celebrated for putting that anchor in her place i think he was talking shit when he wrote that book i think it is a writer's a uh, reader's right to know his historical background on religion that he converted from one to the other so i i think he uses this pretty boy well spoken harvard grad with a phd in religion to push a lot of crappy points through and what he said he got bilma on one thing that female circumcision or genital mutilation is not an islamic practice he's right that is a cultural practice not a religious but other than that he was wrong on everything but the point is people who saw that said see he's making such sense like what he was talking about malaysia it's not becoming more liberal he says so many countries are not in fact there's one island and we have that map in my article all the countries that have sharia law and even the so called liberal countries they now have pockets where sharia is practiced so honestly that argument that all religions are the same is bullshit while also islamophobia is a reality uh, i i just thought that please guys even if you're liberal don't use reza aslan as your poster boy that's fucked up yeah i mean because i mean so you know, much hate <laughs> uh, you know two points one is that you Cute know you only have to look at saudi arabia you know and if you prepared to call it an islamic state which it is then it is very obvious which it calls itself then it is very obvious that you know i mean uh, it is following the tenets of islam and uh, those will not stand up to scrutiny in any western society western democracy so that's point number 1 point number 2 is you talked about female uh, circumcision uh, but male circumcision Uh, is uh, it's jewish as well i mean jewish, america it's everyone but, does it uh, it is mutilation as well it goes against ah, the but evolution. that is not yeah. islamic again it goes even the male mutilation it's not uh, male circumcision it's i suppose healthy practice it considered healthy practice in the if you're born in america everyone does yeah. it so again that's not a religious practice that is cross religious boundaries so uh, anyway uh, you, you were saying manisha nothing right. i was just marveling at your hate for rizas i don't have hate for rizas and <laughs> i just think your disdain for his cute face no he just pushes a lot of shit through saying that i'm a phd scholar so don't argue with me that's bullshit if you're talking shit it doesn't matter what you are no i think you're talking about the, con- the that particular interview with that american yeah. journalist but that wasn't his point he wasn't okay. saying i'm a phd scholar don't you know ask me questions his point no, was he, that his, i, I may have been muslim and i may have converted to christianity and then come back to muslim but i'm also a phd in religious studies enough. so don't just question me randomly over my religion said, but it is a also, right to know and how he started off countering bill ma was that bill ma's a comedian so his thoughts on religion aren't as sophisticated as he thinks they are you know saying mine are cuz i'm a fucking phd dude really anyway so <laughs> coming to phd is 
Uh, what's Dr. Vijay Mahalia up to these days? Oh, 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 oh. No, sorry. Okay. Uh, can we just move on to Pahlaj Nehlani? You have anything to share with this, Prasanna? We are moving on to Pahlaj Nehlani now. We'd like your no, views no, on no, that. No, no, no. I think uh, nothing new to add that would be, you know, anything greatly insightful, you know. But probably the, uh, I think one thing that I pro uh, did decipher, uh, I mean, in the Indian uh, uh, narrative uh, as on the Paris attack is like a, probably there was a sense of uh, regret that, you know, like having managed to uh, manufacture a uh, intolerance, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 debate and probably paint uh, India as so intolerant and all. I think like the Paris attack did come as a bit of an anticlimax for the uh, you know the the people who are invested very heavily in building building up that narrative, and I, I mean, in fact, a lot of them are pretty open in uh, uh, expressing the disappointment as well. Like like for example, you know, just to just to point out the absurdity of the uh, uh, arguments from some liberals. You know, it's like uh, somebody was comparing the Sudindra Kulkarni ink attack to what IS does in you know. Uh, the trouble uh, lands, you know, that's the level of moral equivalence, I mean, you know, which kind of uh, uh, doesn't... I think that's an unfair, Prasanna. I think that that's speaking like the, the worst the extreme, argument. worst argument and, you know, clipped and uh, passing it off the no, liberal I argument. I don't think that's that's the case. <laughs> no, right, right. Like, all of us are tempted to pick the, <laughs> yeah. pick the most, uh, of course. Uh, you know... Go on, on Twitter, see the shittiest argument like, and say... <laughs> Look at what the liberals are up to. Look at what the right is up to. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, Anish Kapoor, of the Hindu Taliban ah, taking fame. over India fame ah. has been uh, made a member of a panel of Rajasthan cultural uh, organization or something. And I think today. he's been removed as well. Oh, he's been removed <laughs> as well? <laughs> that was like Azharuddin going into bed when he was like dating Sangeeta. So I read this in the morning. So, uh, so that, was that was quick. I think probably... Okay, now let's come to yeah. Pahlaj Nehlani. Uh, have you seen the uh, song uh, he's dedicated, the, the video? Uh, Prasanna? No, I, uh, I can't understand, I can't, uh, I have a confession to make, I don't uh, read, write or understand Hindi, so, so I mean, it's... Uh, see, uh, now, so one second, Prasanna, <laughs> see, when it comes to fine cinema, language doesn't get in the language way, when you see French, when you see French cinema or Iranian cinema or Pehlaj Nehlani's <laughs> music video, these are things that transcends language boundaries. No, 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 I think, I think he was a disaster... Uh, waiting to happen you know it was uh, see like like for example i think like one of the most uh, uh, astonishingly stupid uh, appointments that probably uh, modi government would have made uh, uh, you know i am talking uh, there have been several i mean the uh, the congress party has obviously appointed several psycho fans before and you know some of them have been terrible but even by that standard i think it was a very <laughs> Very, very terrible appointment, and I think he'll continue to be a, uh, you know, endless uh, source of uh, embarrassment. Though, you know, obviously uh, he's clarified that this was done in his private capacity and all that. But I think that those type of videos are, uh, you know, especially in today, I think like what the uh, the government uh, media managers and others don't realize is that there is a, a huge. Uh, uh, opinion formation that's happening virally through uh, WhatsApp and other social medias. In fact, you know, even in the Bihar election, I was told that the uh, Mohan Bhagwat's uh, comments on reservation was uh, tremendously exploited using, uh, you know, WhatsApp groups with very... Also, just, just to add, Prasanna, I think uh, the audience is a little more sophisticated. If you want to even use propaganda videos... They have to be better made than that. Someone else go, please. Who's seen it? Can you just tell our viewers what it's like? Azan, I, I, have, I have seen that Har Har Modi, Ghar Ghar Modi one. Both I, haven't, uh -huh, I haven't seen this latest one. Manisha? Uh, but if it no, is as good as the Har Har Modi, Ghar, oh, is it? Huh. <laughs> I can't oh, wait. Manisha has seen it. Okay. Have you? I, I saw like 20 seconds of it. Uh, like, one sec, Prasanna, sorry. Yeah, I saw 20 seconds of it. I couldn't go through yeah. it. So. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Prasanna, go. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, Prasanna, go ahead. No, no, no. What I wanted to say is that, you know, like, uh, 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 government is kind of hitting a, uh, 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 is losing, according to me, starts 
the the early warning signals or you know the lead indicators that uh, it is kind of losing it a bit with the uh, mass uh, with the general populace you know i'm not talking about the, uh, the ideologically invested people who are on twitter and who know you know uh, who have counter to facts and all that but i'm talking about generally people who are uh, who just who are uh, whose idea of you know politics is just voting once in 5 years if those kind of people start sharing content which kind of starts mocking the establishment on these kind of silly things i think you know there is a danger that uh, government needs to pick up that you know it needs to get you know i think the one thing which is in private capacity i think what's once very worrying and this is another thing which is extortion corruption in our country like i watched a terrible film called prem ratan dhan payo which is like i don't fucking believe i've watched that film why do you go for it yeah. why would anyone like, yeah, like i i just watch any i i actually went because before the film they play this ad of a hair remover with deepika padukone and it they played twice and it's like sh- i i'd like i'd watch even salman khan <laughs> to watch that ad so i went i went to watch those two deepika padukone ads and i had to watch the film but even while people were recovering from that completely crappy idiotic film in the interval the song comes on and i was like i mean I, my jaw was like open i had heard it's like this stupid <laughs> thing and but to watch it on that big screen and people in the l- hall were cracking up they were laughing so i don't know what pehlaj favor pehlaj nali thinks he's done to modi mm-hmm. people were cracking up in the hall and uh, ek to i mean i i don't know like how he cast those people but any that's a different story my point is if as the chairman of the board of film certification and i don't call it the censor board because they aren't supposed to be a fucking censor board they are supposed to be the film certification authority uh, but if he asks a producer that in your film tag this in your interval will anyone say no to him tell me honestly i mean it's 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 a ridiculous thing to say that well it's in my you know you are holding a position suppose you were no one from nowhere you were a failed producer who had made some tuccha you know govinda films at one point and you ask someone would they tag it would would rajshree production or whatever production it is uh, oblige they wouldn't they only obliging you because of who you are yeah, so you're misusing your position it's that simple yeah you know i have two things to say on this one is i mean under to uh, you know kind of uh, partly agree with you and partly we forget that if you if you agree to be coerced and be blackmailed by someone it's also your fault as well no you i see? i so and this is this is what the problem we face in our country and if you look at for example i mean i can talk of aims for example during the uh, dengue epidemic of last year i mean there were five people to each bed there were people on the pavements this and that and the director says what can i do well uh, you know you should have resigned as a director if you cannot take care of your own hospital okay so it's just you know you you take the responsibility and if you can't do it then it's you know don't shirk away so that's point number 1 point number 2 is uh, as you know it is more a reflection i mean i don't care about nehlani you know there are hundreds of thousands of people uh, you know below average people like him but what this is a reflection of is on modi and which is what a lot of people are missing you know when they crack up of nehlani they forget that they should be cracking up on modi you see because if you are a leader you must realize that governance or government or politics is a team sport it's not a chess you're not playing chess and in a team sport you must choose your people wisely if you don't then what you're trying to do is to basically play chess there i'll i'll play the game myself this is what modi is probably trying to do so it is his fault not nehlani's you were saying so i i don't think uh, i mean that's a fair comparison <coughs> uh, the aims director because i you know i in fact this is, this is a friend of mine who made a movie a small independent movie and uh, so he happened to record the entire conversation uh, with uh, nilani when they went to cbfc <coughs> and at a stage like that you know when you put in everything you know i mean, i don't think you have the luxury of saying that uh, you have the luxury of not you know listening to what he wants <coughs> so i i don't think that's quite a fair comparison but i suppose anyway i, I and i'm talking about uh, film uh, censorship or whatever i think what lot of people don't talk about is censorship on tv which is much much worse Right. if you try watching a try try watching anything any any, any uh, you know uh, any uh, bollywood uh, any hollywood movie on tv you wouldn't get anything you know yeah even <laughs> even shit is beeped out like i was watching a horror yeah, flick yeah. and they wouldn't show the murders and this is a this is this is from 2 two, o'clock in the night till 4 in the four in the night where i suppose kids are not supposed to be watching tv anyway so uh, i don't know how that happens and no one seems to be making a human cry because people don't seem to be watching tv blurring tv which is the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah yeah like why would you do that they do all kinds of weird yeah, things yeah, on yeah, tv yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, uh, let's just move on to the Manishankar Ayer and uh, that other guy, what's his name? Um, Salman Khurshid, Pakistan, uh, uh, Poster Boys. I just have like another, uh, this on the Pehlaj Nailani, I think, I think probably, you know, he, he kind of deserves all the uh, ridicule and scorn uh, that is poured on him. But I think like probably yesterday, to be truthful, I think he was fanned uh, for that uh, wrong reasons for, you know, allegedly... Uh, uh, censoring this, uh, some, uh, you know, uh, explicit uh, kissing scenes on the James Bond movie. James Bond kissing scene. Yeah, it turns out that, you know, the, the, the film production house was insisting on a UA certification and, uh, uh, and the censor board want, uh, insisted on an A certification, which I think is the norm that they follow right. for any movie which has, you know, explicit kissing scenes and all that. And uh, obviously, uh, that kind of became a talking point of ridicule and all that. But, I mean, it doesn't take away from the larger point that, you know, you have a lousy guy as a censor chief. Because the same thing has apparently happened even in 2006, when uh, when Sharmila Tagore uh, was, a, was the censor chief. There was a similar request. And then, you know, uh, in fact, Tagore is on record saying that since Bond movies are even, you know, going to be... Uh, played in small towns, towns yeah they are not sophisticated enough we right. need to uh, have a vigilance quote unquote you know which 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 in which if a censor chief would have said in today's context obviously the entire narrative would have been different so you know like he's a lousy guy but sometimes you know uh, your reputation precedes you and you get uh, panned even for things that you might not be exactly responsible for you which so, i think in the you know Hindu philosophy of karmic retribution is only fair. <laughs> uh, Mani Shankar Ayer and this one, like, what's with money, guys? I mean, he's he's so silly. Yeah. And, and I mean, he got trashed on TV, rightly so. But I was just wondering, you think he got trashed so much because it actually mattered what Mani Shankar Ayer says or because everyone's trying to be fair? That because we've trashed, let's say, you know, uh, who's the loony, Giriraj Singh so much, now we have to trash him equally and we have to have full, did that? I think it's more of that. Because Mani, who is Mani Shankar Ayer? And he's gone to Pakistan, he's not even won an election for the law. Is he still a Rajasthan MP, by the way? Yes, he is. He is, yeah. And he said this, they had full one-hour episode debating what he said, seriously? Uh, what do you think? You think they're trying to compensate now because we've got two children, Is it like that? Does the media try to do that, uh, Prasanna? Uh, I mean, uh, see, uh, I mean, the guy has got a very uh, acerbic tongue. I mean, you know, not, I mean, acerbic would be an understatement. He can say the most obnoxious things and he's got an history. But I think some, uh, uh, you know, lines were certainly breached. Uh, uh, like, like it did, uh, I don't know, like, in how, how it was articulated, but certainly the way that I read it, and the way that, you know, it was quoted and obviously, uh, uh, you know... Actually, I'll just clarify that for you, uh, because that was a scroll carried a piece on that, actually, that what he said was idiotic, but what a lot of people were saying isn't what he said. He didn't, hadn't said that you remove him. He apparently said that we will remove him, only then it can move. No, so that was... Uh, so uh, I, uh, that's got, no, 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 I, I, I got to make a point here, because, uh, see, like we've been continuously outraging over EDSC, right? Like, for example, even if you take some of the statement of the, uh, the Hindu right fringe, mm. uh, that is also, you know, largely, lot of it is, I mean, you know, probably very obnoxious, but harmless, you know, like, th those are like just, I would, I would pass it off as even rhetoric, you know, so like, idiot, I mean, the, the, the TVs have been unsparing on even uh, stray idiotic remarks, so why give a, uh, a special treatment to Manishankar Ayer, you know, like, uh, I think he got deservedly panned for whatever he said. I, uh, two things. I, I don't think, Prasanna, that it's the fringe anymore. It's the, uh, I mean, if uh, Yogi Adityanath says uh, about Shah Rukh Khan that he should go to Pakistan or, you know, whatever, he, and so many other general secretary of BJP. And uh, so these are MPs and MLAs who are making such bigoted statements. So it's not... Uh, you know, and I, in fact, I welcome this. I think the more they expose themselves, it's the better. You know, they shouldn't uh, you know, take it all out, basically. Right. But the second thing about Manishankar Ayer is the more... Dam I mean, obviously, the guy is a loony. Uh, he was a, you know, 
the special one in terms of you know psy- psychophant huh. and i've i've seen his book i think confessions of a reluctant fundamentalist which has about uh, 60 um, is that his book confessions yes. of a reluctant or, fundamentalist or or a reluctant fundamentalist or, or, I no know. that was no that, no, that, that was but i know confessions of a reluctant i remember of reluctant yeah. of a fundamentalist oh, sorry I, i'm sorry of a funda- Fundament- secularist secularist of a, or moderate or something a, like that of a fundamentalist fundamental secularist secularist or yeah. i don't know what yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry i confused it with the reluctant other book that i reluctant fundamental secularist oh, was Relu- it that's okay. what he's trying to wait uh, let me just sorry i so got it confused uh, i was re- so I, when i was reading that i was also reading confessions of a barmaid so <laughs> <laughs> but you know i mean it had about 40 or 50 photographs out of which about uh, 90% of them were his you know basically his hands behind his back and you know covering next to rajiv gandhi next to indira gandhi so we know uh, which stable he comes yeah, people from. have made a living of that for the last of 40 course. years so you know i mean to take him seriously is uh, itself an abomination and it's it's like you know you you uh, it's ridiculous but the 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 more damaging comment if i can call you know uh, any if i if you have to take mani's comment with some seriousness was that he said the paris attacks were uh, just retribution for uh, france banning burqa you know i mean that kind of went unnoticed with this uh, siri pakistani thing <coughs> so uh, although i i do think that uh, you know what prasanna what you were saying that the equivalence of if uh, sakshi maharaj's or someone's statements are given for example when this guy during the anna movement or the jan lokpal movement which i prefer to call uh, when this guy said they are gutter snipes salman khurshid and this guy also said that these insects who are crawling around it was really taken up by the media and there was a lot of criticism because that time media was supporting the you know jan lokpal movement i think that time it was relevant because khurshid was a minister and this guy was an mp from the ruling party but a party in the opposition a side mp saying something does not get the same kind of like at that time suppose someone from the bjp said you know kide me kode when the rti movement happened this guy was the governor of uh, rajasthan bhairosim shekhawat i think that was uh, that's who he was former he had said some fairly uncharitable things about aruna roy and stuff or his view but didn't matter because he wasn't from the ruling party so i think if you're in the ruling party your your stuff will obviously get played up a lot more right right maybe 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 there is there's a point but you know overall what i feel is that you know like and uh, this uh, outrage cycle over you know the daily daily dose of outrage over uh, some stray remark and you know basically social media gives a life of its own till the next uh, you know uh, disagreeable comment is made i think that's kind of become a very boring predictable kind of thing a thing you know you, you take any vibrant democracy right like us uk us you take you know you have the uh, white supremacists to you know you have the angry black activists to you know the evangelical nut cases to conservatives to even democrats and you have the far left everybody keeps making all these kind of statements like you know you often they say go to cuba go to north america you know go to china i mean these uh, these are all you know like part of the overall noisy angry discourse that keeps uh, happening you know like some of the republicans uh, actually literally believe i mean i'm talking about you know the christian right uh, li- literally believe in you know the uh, doomsday and you know right. uh, uh, all that but you know it's like people i mean it, it doesn't uh, uh, take away i mean the mind share uh, that or the kind of outrage cycle is not as much as what we have but possibly this is a evolution of the discourse in india and maybe like 5 years from now you you might see that all these type of comments are ignored and i mean you know you people focus on much more serious issues hopefully uh, uh, i just have two questions for you before i shoot those questions to prasanna does anyone want to share something that they watched this uh no no, no. i mean i remember when you mentioned uh, the uh, jan lokpal movement so the delhi government passed the lokpal hmm. uh, so uh, how was the coverage what do you think was what do you think the coverage you think there's uh, been no coverage yeah so i mean i think there's been no coverage you know i mean yeah. for the kind of stick uh, mr casual gets uh, i think this deserved some amount of attention uh, uh, do you think so uh, i i saw it this morning i think the tweets of uh, through arvind kejriwal but i think it it was supposed to be done 6 months ago or something like that so maybe the delay is okay. uh, i don't know and i i, I you know I, i would like to read more about how different it is from the lokayukta so do i exactly yeah you know i think before run uh, does that so um, okay um also no, i um, think 
I think you know it is it is not something that uh, uh, you know uh, media has deliberately ignored or not. You know, if you if you look at the partisans across all uh, uh, political shades, everybody feels that the, the quote unquote the good good work or the you know the path breaking work or anything that is that is being done by their particular political parties. Uh, getting ignored in the larger discourse, you know, like for example, uh, last week uh, Piyush made some, I think the first time there was a comprehensive uh, discom related reform initiative. Mm. So, you know, I mean, even that didn't really deserve the kind of attention that uh, it got. So, I think like also the discourse has been so, you know, rooted in uh, this, what I called as this daily outrage cycle over EDOC that, you know, there is absolutely no discussion on any uh, uh, policy initiatives and to be fair, I think this has been the trend since the Anna Hazare moment started where, you know, the, the, the system has, uh, you know, accumulated so much negativity and, you know, the... Because that's what gets play. Okay, I have two questions for you. Uh, before uh, I do that, does anyone want to have anything to share about what they read I or saw quickly? I quite TN9N's business standard column. Uh, for a softer Mr. Modi where he's basically talked about how he's this alpha male back home and he's aggressive and he's, you know, always uh, very serious. But whenever you see him abroad, he's smiling and taking selfies and he's more relaxed. So he's basically made a case for a softer Modi back home. And I quite like the last line that he's written. He says, uh, perhaps he should humanize his image by showing that he has interest other than politics and his morning yoga. He could take to percussion as a hobby. It has the advantage that he would still be beating his own drum. <laughs> really mean and nice. <laughs> hmm. uh, it's a nice column. I quite like the Indian columns. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think tomorrow. I just remember it, uh, tomorrow. Is it um, Nitish Kumar is uh, taking the oaths? Yeah. Or yeah. is it? Yeah. So it, we may find <laughs> Arvind Kejriwal sharing the stage with Lalu Prasad Yadav. For the swearing in, yeah, I think everyone's going for the swearing in. Apparently, have uh, been invited? Uh, the, yeah, been but invited you know, this is another research. strange thing. I've no, no one has quizzed Arvind Kejriwal uh, about I mean, what to he be, feels to be fair, yes, about you know his uh, his support, yeah. which is indirectly to uh, one of the most corrupt people. Lalu, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Although I read a piece, uh, I don't know who had tweeted it out, saying that uh, I think uh, Lok Satta Party. What's uh, you know uh, JP J P Prakash. He's I mean, I've met him during the Lokpal movement. I think he's a really bright guy. <clears throat> but I do think he and many people who have that view have politics wrong. Politics is the art of picking the least uh, destructive option. It is not the art of idealism. And that is why an idealist will never survive in politics, uh, which is why I never entered politics. <laughs> so Kejriwal is, a, Kejriwal is a politician, you mean, not an of idealist? Course, absolutely. I think he's an extremist. Was he always, was he always like that? Politician? No, I think I he's Even a, during the Anna movement? No, I think he's a quick learner. He, he uh, rolls with the grenades, so he knows what to become at what time. He won't walk into a gunfight with a knife. He won't walk into a football field wearing pads. Uh, so, yeah, on that, like, I, I think Bapu, who I love, I don't think Bapu was an idealist in that sense. I mean, no, but do you, do you think it's a good thing that he is supporting, uh, you know, indirectly Lalu Prasad Yadav? No, I don't think he's supporting Lalu, but I don't think, uh, I think he has been very conscious and not giving any pro Lalu statement. But having said, although, forget Lalu, uh, in his activist days, he had also trashed Nitish. So let's forget the whole Lalu thing. Uh, he had gone haver and tongs against Nitish after the uh, flood, you know, the Kosi flood. Uh, he said they're not doing anything and where is all the aid going? So he's been as, he's accused Nitish of as much wrongdoing as Lalu. Uh, so, but I do think that uh, uh, so it was uh, a... I think, I think, you know, the, uh, according to me, the greater implication is, uh, is that, you know, after the Bihar verdict, uh, it is pretty much clear that, I mean, e I mean, even I have I have changed my views on that. That, you know, the the third pillar or you know the third organizing pillar. It might not be a strong uh, pillar, but it might be a loose confederation of various state forces. I think the uh, I think it has decisively shifted from uh, uh, Kejriwal to Nitish. Uh, I mean, because Kejriwal, I think till now, for whatever, if you I mean, you I mean hate him or like him, obviously he has a certain pan-Indian uh, mind share or visibility, I mean, either as a 
you know, look, I mean, a, a campaigner or, you know, a rabble rouser or whatever way that you see him. But I think, I think the uh, electoral politics and the result in Bihar has kind of decisively shifted the momentum towards uh, Nitish, actually, you know. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Although my view is in politics, you can't foresee anything beyond three months. So anyone who predicts 2019, 2017, uh, things like Bush had, had Lehman not happened, Republicans would have got the presidential presidency. No, no, no. So I, mean, I, think I agree with you, but, uh, but anything you know, more than anything more than four months is 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 a guess as good as you know anyone else. It's, okay. It's <laughs> not, but Abhinandan, I mean, you know, to carry on that point because I I'm interested in that, and you know, when you say that, that's why I'm not, uh, you know, because I'm an idealist. Be, I can never <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, in many ways... And you're keeping a straight face, Anand. Let me congratulate <laughs> you. Huh. No, in many ways, I think we are probably blood brothers in that sense. Huh. You know, uh, <laughs> how, however disconcerting <laughs> that may sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because if, if, you, if you cannot stand for your ideals, uh, you know, then... There is no, uh, you know, there is no difference between you and any other politicians. I mean, then, then, then I might not uh, criticize Modi for anything. I'm, I, you know, for example, I say, the, uh, Shiv Sena says all kind of really bigoted, disgusting things, and Modi is quiet. You know, so you may turn around and say, well, you know, that's politics because you know he is in, uh, but it kind of defeats the purpose of trying to bring a change. And here is where I think I think Arvind Kejriwal had a lot going for him. Because he was, uh, he built him up, himself up, initially, as not a politician. I hate I, politicians. I, I get and now, you know, he has a golden chance. He had a golden chance of proving that, yes, non-politicians can survive. So when you say that, I mean, it kind of, it is sad, it's poignant, you know. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I'll just give you a little example of, from the Jan Lokpal movement about a particular meeting which I was a part of and what happened. And that, that extrapolate of what happens elsewhere. I don't know if you remember, Iram Sharmila was on her yes. past and, and there was someone said, what are your views on Iram? Because Iram had said something about this whole anti-corruption movement, should AFSPA be there? And a meeting happened where there was, of course, Kiranji, there was Prashant, there was Shantiji, there was Arvind, there was Manish, there was uh, a lot of people. <coughs> Gogoi was there um, from SM, Akhil Gogoi. Um, and they said, we have to make a statement on AFSPA. Now, it was a split down the middle. Like, of course, people like Prashant and all were saying, Sala, Afspa, Shafspa, Nikalo, Kashmir mein referendum karo. They were <laughs> Kiranji was saying, Sala, police ko sab kuch do, wo to sab kuch kar sakta hai. Now, ideally, you should take a position on something that horrible. But at that time, everyone was there fighting for the Jan Lokpal. So it was decided, dude, no one say anything on this, everyone just shut up here. Because this is a tricky situation. We don't have a view on this. And if we have to have a view, all 14 of us cannot have the same view. So running a political party, like you said, is about teamwork. And if you pick intelligent people, they will have different views. So I think the larger, the, the best. So I mean, I, I think mean, it's more complex. Like co I mean, yeah, then, then in so many ways, a, coalition dharma also, I would accept. Kiyar Manmohan Singh saying coalition no, so dharma. So that's what I'm saying. It's the bigger evil. What I'm saying is if the country is going it's to the sad. dogs, it's if the country is going... Going to the dogs, then you say, dude, this is, I will sacrifice the government for this. But if it's not an extreme situation, then you pick the least worst option. So what option. you mean to say is that your back and the wall are constantly battling with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a distance which is constantly this, moving. This is going to be a slightly longer hafta, Karthik, yeah. so we'll Sorry, see what I... you can cut. No, that's okay. I, I can end the hafta right now, but I really want to ask these two questions to Prasanna. So it'll take a few... Prasanna, one is, uh, I see you describe yourself as a right-leaning liberal, is that right? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. again, you know, like, definitions are relative. I know, I know. I, is it, so I was just wondering, in the Indian context, would would that not be Manmohan Singh? No, 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 no. Certainly, uh, what people forget is that all his life, uh, Manmohan Singh was an... Yeah, yeah. No, don't talk about pre-liberalization. I've, I've seen the paper he wrote was a completely, you know, the, the, the merits of the old model of socialism. But I'm saying in the present avatar, in the SEZ, they do, pure land rights, they do, uh, private no, yeah, PPV model. Would that not be the no, kind no, let's of... Let's be very clear that, you know, some of the, ma some of the major uh, economic measures that uh, resulted in the expansion of the Indian state and, you know, the entire... Uh, model that he, uh, you know, uh, the Sonia nomics, uh, which, you know, he kind of... Which is why I said Manmohan and not UPA. 
<laughs> which is why no, I didn't say I NAC. All, all Manmohan Singh ideas are completely, in my view, destructively pro-market. And he's liberal culturally. So, just would he not fall no, into I, that? I, I kind of, you know, I mean, there is uh, probably some cursory, uh, uh, you know, pronouncements or soundbites that he's done on uh, uh, liberal issues. Uh, you know, the fundamentally in the sense, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, I've really not seen him come out very forcefully on any uh, quote-unquote socially liberal position as uh, accepted. You know, like, for example, despite the fact that Congress had that 1984 Sikh massacre, I think he actually made peace with them and in fact even quasi-justified uh, the massacre by trying to bl blame some others. So there is... There is nothing that I've kind of fundamentally, maybe there are uh, individuals who have had an opportunity to interact with him and I've, and I've found him uh, socially liberal or whatever. But I've, it's public pronouncement, uh, it has never uh, come Okay, Chidambaram. Uh, Chidambaram? Yeah. Uh, Chidambaram <laughs> <laughs> is like, a, you know, he's like a professional uh, politician in the sense, you know, I would, I mean, you know, being little uncharitable, but like he's a, he's a, He's a careerist uh, politician. I mean, but you know, I, if I if I can answer you, Abhinandan, I think uh, Manmohan Singh is uh, not liberal in any sense whatsoever. I mean, if if you take the uh, uh, you know his decisions or his steps on on social issues, mm -hmm. for example, after the cartoon controversy, mm -hmm. he uh, stood on the floor of the house and asked the Danish cartoonists to apologize. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's probably liberal with quotes. Mm. The second thing is, as far as his economic thing is concerned... I don't think he's liberal. I was just saying, does he fall into the category how Prasanna describes right-leaning liberal? Okay, okay, okay. Right. I, so, I personally think, yeah, you know what I think of Manmohan Singh. So yeah. I'm yes, hardly the person... Yes. <laughs> if there's At one person, the no, if there's one person I, I dislike I, as I much as Modi, it's Manmohan Singh. I have heard from people uh, that, you know, maybe uh, his personal convictions are like... Uh, decidedly pro-market, like these are these are people, you know, who've been uh, relentlessly critical of his, uh, you know, economic policies, but in their judgment, uh, he is in his personal, uh, uh, you know, conviction in the sense, at least the way that he comes across in one-to-one -one discussions, he had a certain uh, orientation towards, you know, um, uh, the market, but I think like uh, the 10 years, because I don't know whether it's the political exigency or... Uh, you know, uh, the NAC had a powerful role in setting the agenda of the government. It was simply not visible. And uh, and it's also true that, you know, he's not returned copiously enough. Uh, uh, I mean, there are no public interventions, scholarly uh, outputs from him, which have, you know, unabashedly uh, suggest that he stood for, uh, you know, market related... So he didn't stand for any values, basically, because for that you have to have a spine <laughs> to stand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Which I is agree. why uh, it's, it's... But I would like to challenge you, I think all of you, to name one, mm. one Indian leader mm. who you think is truly liberal. I cannot name. Dead or alive? Uh, Dead no, or alive, uh, alive please. Uh, you, you, I mean, if you want to say electorally successful... Uh, no, any, uh, Prasanna, any leader, you know, and I just cannot name one. I think by our, standards of, by our standards of liberalism, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find yeah. one. But then our standards of liberalism are our standards and our madmi standards. Politic politically in India with caste, ye, wo, tu, taat, you know, with so many considerations, it's to, s to stand up like, you know, even when they have to support, you know, uh, uh, like uh, equality for uh, transgenders, they do it in such a backhanded, slimy way. You know, they want to do it, but they'll do it in this roundabout way. So I think because it's hard to come out and say X because you'll piss off so many people. Because in India, everyone's pissed off all the time. Uh, <coughs> and the second question, Prasanna, um, uh, you had an award ceremony recently, is that right? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. We had an award And ceremony. I was seeing on Twitter some of your big fans, you know, because you do represent uh, a voice from the right, which I agree was, was didn't have much outlets till a few years ago. Now, of course, they have many. There's Neeti Central, there's yours, there's Op India, there's so many. But... Um, uh, you were accused, I saw, by some you know right-wing Twitter handles of getting lut getting incorporated by Latians because you gave an award to someone um, who they yeah. don't like. Who Sa was it? Sajad Loon. Sajad Loon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
usually people pay to get awards. <laughs> so how, how, how are you dealing with this hate? Oh, not hate per se. I think, you know, like, uh, we've uh, got a very highly engaged uh, uh, readership. Like, you know, that's something that most media organizations uh, dream of, you know, like there are, these are the people, you know, who read everything that we, uh, you know, produce and, you know, they're kind of so integral to our overall success that, uh, you know, there's a, a sense of disappointment that probably uh, Sajad Lone might not have been the right choice for an award uh, after uh, Shama Prasad Mukherjee, but then there was an uh, uh, eminent uh, selection panel which made the decision based on a set of parameters and, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, Sajad Lone in also has thought through and decided to accept the award. So, so there's a there's a two-way transaction that has happened, and pretty happy about the other choices. Like you know, Dr. Arvind Panagreya won the beer. Yeah, the rest of course they were more than happy. That was the only. Anyway, <clears throat> I think we should wrap up now. Uh, thank sure. you for joining us, Prasanna. Pleasure having you. Hey, thank you. More power to Swaraj and independent outfits. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, thank you all for joining us. I'd just like to wind up by a song I'd like to dedicate from Mr. Modi to Amit Shah. <laughs> in response to Amit Shah having recently said in a speech that uh, after 60, uh, you should retire. Oh, he denied that later on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He tweeted that he, I never said that. But didn't people carry videos of that? Oh, he said after 65. What was, what was I, the... I, he said, what uh, huh. is attributed to me huh. is wrong. Achha, I thought he was taking a shot at Advani and gang. But anyway, uh, this is from Modi. Uh, in case, even though he didn't say it, in case he's thinking of saying it, uh, just keep this in mind, uh, Mr. Shah. <laughs> And that's all we have for you on Hafta. Join us again Thank next you. week. Bye Subscribe to, you, to News Laundry. Happy International Men's Day yeah, and happy Toilets Day. It's, in, it's <laughs> Toilets Day, it's International Men's Day and Toilets Day both. And, and Indira Gandhi's birth anniversary. <laughs> all three, can you imagine? And the irony of it that on International Men's Day, it's Toilets Day and most men don't use the toilet for peeing. Even when they're in the bathroom, they fucking pee all over the place. Like, guys, aim straight. Uh, thank Speak you about your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to newslearning.com and uh, uh, check, us, check us out again next week. Until then, goodbye, good luck, have fun. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslearning.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.